0: Therefore shall make you free, He shall be free, indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 2nd, 2011. And today we're going to be doing a dedicated study. Uh, I've had a lot of requests for this over the years regarding tattoos, body modification, and piercings. Uh, We're going to cover the full gamut. It's actually quite a bit of material to cover. It's about a, going to be about a 28 page PDF. I've been sitting on this material for a while. It was just kind of finding a matter of time to do it. I also know I need to do one on smoking as well. <clears throat> but I think this will be very educational. I actually learned a lot even though I've been even though I've had most of this material for a long time. I really learned a lot doing this in I guess the one thing I learned is that it's so much worse than I even thought this particular subject that we're going to be getting into on so many different levels. And I think you're going to see that. We're going to be looking at all different aspects of tattoos, body modification, and piercings. And um, we're going to be getting into that shortly. Oh, just wanted to let you know regarding if somebody would go up to like contendingfortruth.com there's different options that you have for listening to various teachings. Um, A lot of times uh, I've had some, you know, requests saying, well, I couldn't listen to it, and there were actually other ways that you could listen to the teaching. Maybe um, in regard to the uh, server was being overloaded, I just posted a teaching, maybe a particular link was being accessed uh, by a lot of different people at the same time. Well, there's, different, there's two different options on every teaching, just so you know. Uh, like, I'm just looking at the homepage right now, and there's a little player that you'll see. It's a gray player with a little play button, and I would imagine most people use that. But also, there's an alternate option, if you and it says click here for part one audio, or it'll say click here for part two audio, or, or click here for the audio for that particular teaching. That's a totally separate way to listen to the teaching. And then beyond that, there's those two ways, and then also, and this is good for if you know if I ever get taken down. There's a first alternate site and a second alternate site. If you scan down on ContendingForTruth.com on the right hand side, um, it's right underneath the donate button. There's a first alternate site and a second alternate site, and those are totally separate websites of listeners that have take the teachings every week and basically. Repost the audios, repost the verbiage or the table of contents. Uh, I think one site does, and the other site just puts the actual audio in the PDFs up. But that's also an alternate way you can access the teachings. Uh, if if a particular link isn't playing, what I would always say to do first is if you can't get any anything to play, uh, reboot your computer. That's always the first thing. To do in any particular situation like that. You, you may have had the computer turned on for maybe days at a time, and things start to get messed up if you leave a computer on too long, for the most part. Uh, or they can, I should say. Uh, things just don't quite run right, this and that. You may want to reboot your computer. Uh, there are also things you should be doing maintenance-wise on your computer, you know, monthly basis or at least every other month, defragmenting the hard drive, things like that um, are important, Uh, disc cleanups, uh, registry cleanups, things of this nature, and and there's different and various programs out there. Some of them are actually built into your computer if you have Windows, and some of them you might have to purchase, and I really don't have a ton of recommendations on that end. I just wanted to kind of make you aware of that, because those are things, too, that can throw little monkey wrenches and glitches into the uh, computers and yes, I do think this site has been targeted. Uh, it might be um, because we are using WordPress. Maybe there's some glitches with that from time to time. But um, uh, uh, thank God, the Lord uh, recently sent me a listener that has basically become my webmaster, Dan, and he's been able to actually go in there and correct a lot of these things. Uh, literally within the same day. So I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for that because um, we've run into some problems in the last three, four months that we hadn't really ran into before. And uh, having that webmaster presence there was a really huge deal. And um, you know, also the original person that put up the site, Tim, another listener of mine, thank God for him because he was the one that actually had got this website up and going before the Problems I had with sermon audio came about, so we actually had a website to cross over into, and if I hadn't had that, that would have been a really huge problem as well. So uh, the Lord's worked it out, and uh, He's blessed that. I also want to take time again to thank um, the people that have donated to the ministry, and um, uh, I just thank the Lord Jesus Christ for you, and I pray that you know He, he bless you, and uh, bless all those that are praying for us, and we thank you. I I had a really freak accident this week that I know was demonic, and um, uh, a few things happened on a particular day of a demonic nature that kind of set me, not really set me up, but there were kind of like handwriting on the wall type of things, and I turned my ankle for no reason, and I dislocated it, my right ankle. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I knew it was demonic as it was happening, and I literally... Uh, I dislocated my right ankle, and here I was with full leather boots on, uh, these work boots I wear, and um, in my house, on carpeted floor, not doing anything, I wasn't at the gym, I wasn't out hiking, I was doing nothing, and the thing just turned in violently, and I dislocated it, and it's, I don't know what kind of damage was done, but it's all black and blue, and... um, you know, it's just important, um, I hadn't really been, I don't think I'd been disobedient, but there were some things that were happening at that, on that particular day, where, I guess one of Satan's arrows got through, and, um, that happens, you know, and a lot of times God can, can even send those things, or let those things happen, just to humble you, in a particular situation, like, um, Paul had, you know, a, um, It talked about the thorn in the flesh to buffet him so that he didn't get too uh, lifted up or high-minded. That was really no fault of his own. It was just so that I believe he wouldn't get to or potentially have that pride issue possibly enter in. So the Lord can use those instances to humble you, to chasten you, things of this nature. So anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and get started here in the particular teaching for today. And we're going to... be quoting from several different articles from several different ministries. And I I think what I did is I went through several of these and I do what I always did. I edited them, I added scripture in, I added also other articles I had in. So it's kind of a a mixture of um, different ways of looking at this particular subject from a Christian standpoint. And this first one is entitled Body Body Piercings and Tattoos Warning." The subtitle is, You can spot irrefutable evidence a society has embraced satanic values by many methods. But the visible evidence of multiple body piercings and tattoos are some of the strongest of them all. But few people understand the use Satan makes of piercing and tattoos to control the person. Now, before I get started, I'm not like doing this so I can condemn everyone if you've gotten a tattoo in the past, or piercings, or whatever, I'm I'm not doing that. I've had a lot of requests to do this particular study. This isn't about condemnation. This is about education. This is about being aware of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us, which is what the Bible talks about in 2 Corinthians 2.11. We don't want him to get an advantage of us. And there's some information, I would almost guarantee you will hear today, that's going to be very surprising uh, regarding this particular subject. So this isn't like a condemnation thing. Okay, This is for your own edification, and education uh, regarding this particular subject. Okay, so, the debate as to whether the country has slipped into the orbit of Satanism is is a debate no longer. The vast majority of our citizens embrace Satanic values every day in their lives, even though they do not even realize it. Most people equate Satanism with crazies dressed in white or black robes, meeting in covens during the dead of night. However, these same people daily pursue the, the values of Satanism themselves. And that definition makes this country a nation living in Satanism. What are the values of Satanism? Well, this is, I believe, from the Satanic Bible that Anton LaVey wrote, um, who was the guy that started the um, Church of Satan in California in um, 1966. Uh, actually, was on. he debuted it, I believe, on Beltane, uh, May 1st, which is a high Satanic holiday, 1966 anyway Satan teaches indulgence in the following areas of life number one greed, number two pride uh, three envy. Now this is what they they promote anything against what the scripture clearly lays out is bad. Satan is Satanism is going to promote obviously the opposite is good okay and the Bible says one of them that call evil good and good evil that's what Satanism does. Okay, so then anger, uh now there is a righteous indignation, okay, be angry and sin not, the Bible talks about that. It's impossible, I think, to go through life in today's day and age and not get angry. But is it righteous indignation or is it anger based out of your own not being able to control yourself or self centeredness? And not saying I'm judging anybody there because you know everybody um has weak points and things of this nature, and just things to, you know, go to the Lord about. So Uh, gluttony, uh, lust, which gluttony is one that's not really, hardly ever taught in the church either. Uh, Me having come out of an independent fundamental KJV independent background, the one thing I can remember them saying in that church is, you know, we can't drink and we can't smoke, but, you know, by G.O.D. we can eat. (laughs) I remember that specifically being Said, um, and the thing is, is you know, you go to the all you can eat buffets after Sunday morning and just gorge yourself. And so many people in that particular setting were mega, mega overweight and mega unhealthy. And the Bible talks about glorifying God in your body, you know, and it's uh, there's just no real Bible for being gluttonous. There there is none. It is it is one of the I believe seven deadly sins. It's one of the sins the Bible warns about, but it's not one that's typically really ever even looked at in the church. So that's that's something that the Satanic Bible says, yeah, go for it. So if Satan's saying do it, you know <laughs> you don't want to do that. So sixth point is lust. Seventh is slothfulness or laziness. Eighth is man is not created by an omnipotent God, but is just another animal, which it's teaching evolution, okay, which takes all the... Hey, if we're an animal, which is what evolution teaches, which is what Hitler embraced, and, and, and they use that in, uh, to justify a lot of things, then you know, there are inferior species of animals that need to be eradicated, which is how Hitler looked at the Jews, and the races that were non-Aryan, uh, you know, going all the way back to this Dar- Darwinism, Darwin thing here, you can look at that with evolution. So, Satanism teaches the exact same thing: man is not created by an omnipotent God, but just another animal. Now, If you have that mindset, then you know, eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die. You know, they 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 just don't uh, that particular mindset uh, of uh, that. Darwinism uh, evolution mindset is going to uh, be incredibly detrimental to a society and um, is a big reason why the youth of today and those youth grow up are the way they are because they're taught this in the modern day uh, schooling system from elementary, you know, junior high to high school and with that particular mindset, you know, anything pretty much goes we don't have to. We're, we don't have to be accountable to a Almighty, omnipotent God because there is no such thing. So we can act and behave in any way we see fit because we're just animals anyway. So you see where that all leads, and we can also, you know, impose our will on others because they're just animals too, and we're just acting because we're animals. It's just a big excuse to um, act like a devil, essentially. And then the last point. Um, no objective standard is accepted in the conduct of one's life. No moral binding creed is recognized. So there's no such thing as morality. You know, There's no objective standard. Now, what are they specifically attacking there? Obviously the Bible, which is an objective standard. It's not subjective, which would be your opinion. Objective is black and white. So the word of God is very black and white. On these types of issues, particularly regarding morality, so that was from the Satanic Bible by Anton Lavey, page twenty-five. Now, the Bible provides another characteristic of Satanism. Now, we're going to be getting to the subject, the title of this teaching, but we're kind of we're going to kind of build a uh, foundation before we get into that. That's what we're doing now. The Bible provides another characteristic of Satanism: um, love and obsession with death. All who hate me love death. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs 8.36. All who hate me love death. When you read these ten points of the satanic values and attitudes, you will immediately recognize that the vast majority of Americans live according to at least several of these points. You will further recognize that the public school curricula fully teaches points eight, evolution, and number nine, which is situational ethics. Well, it depends on the situation for the ethics to be applied. No, it doesn't. Ethics or morality is still black and white and objective. Uh, Further, public schools are encouraging point six, lust through sex education classes, and we've touched on that many times in this teaching. So, relating to that, students going through these classes, these sex education classes, are taught the, the finer points of sexual technique and find their youthful lusts encouraged. And, you know... We, we touched on that uh, a couple weeks ago when I, you know, well, the whole sexualization of the youth, which is part of this whole New World Order satanic system, this Toddlers and Tiaras, the, the one girl dressing up as a, as a Julie Roberts prostitute from Pretty Woman uh, on Toddlers and Tiaras, and then another girl dressing up as Dolly Parton with uh, fake breasts and buttocks, the whole nine yards. I mean, we're talking one was a four-year-old and one was a five-year-old, and all the people out there thinking it's so wonderful and so fun, and, and you know, we, they, they're glorying in their shame, which is what the Bible talks about in First Corinthians chapter five, uh, glorying in your shame, and they're so deluded, they're so their minds are so darkened that they view things that are totally horrific and abhorrent in God's eyes is good because of their liberality because oh we're so liberal and we're so we, we're we so with it and, and we're so above the concept of a of a, um, of a God that might judge sin we're, we're beyond that well it doesn't change the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is seated next to God the Father on his right hand side and you know <laughs> nothing has changed there so they may want to act as though that doesn't exist all the day long, but it doesn't change the fact that it does exist and that um, there is a a judgment coming. So we talked about uh, in Sweden, or actually wasn't Sweden, Switzerland, that they've actually got these things in kindergarten, uh, evidently called sex boxes. And just, I don't even want to repeat it. It was just so horrific that they're actually doing stuff like this worldwide um, but it's a sign of the times. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. In Second uh, Timothy 3.13, the Bible says that about the days and times we're moving into. Going further here, our mass media and our entertainment combined with public school curricula to indoctrinate all ten points firmly within the minds of the citizens. All these ten points out of the satanic Bible. By all reasonable measurements, America has become a nation falling after no rushing after satanic values. A close examination of our culture demonstrates how completely given over to Satanism our country has become. In our rock music, MTV movies, and TV shows, greater and greater emphasis is being placed upon movies that depict Satanism. And all kind of other horrific things as well. If you want to verify this fact, just go to a video store and peruse the whore section to see the absolutely huge selection available. I mean, remember, All They That Hit Me love Death. I mean, the horror movies are about death, pretty much. Now, I'm not over here acting like I'm mister Sanctimonious or whatever. When I was younger, before I was saved, I mean, I did like horror movies. I admit it, you know. And, I mean, I was listening to the hardest rock, you know, Iron Maiden and Ozzy Osbourne and all that garbage. And, you know, so I, I have a history of that. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ delivered me from that. But I'm not sitting here and acting like I'm so much better than anyone else. I'm just pointing out facts here regarding this. So, and then it goes on to say, then go through the rest of the movies section with the above occult values in mind, and you will discover how completely our videos are appealing to all these types and attitudes of these ten points in the Satanic Bible. In other words, um, these are like the um, uh, like their their Ten Commandments their version. So let's go further here. Now let us, now what we're looking at here, this is going to be on page two of the 28 page PDF. It's this woman that, I, it doesn't even look like a woman. It's this, I, I but hardly can stand to look at her. Uh, she's got, I don't know, probably at least 100 piercings on her face alone studs and rings and all kind, and her hair looks like her hairline, as something I've seen common, it's almost like their hairline has been moved back, like, like if a middle-aged man starts to lose his hair, you know how the hairline starts to recede? It's almost like they purposely get their hairline to recede back so they can put more and more tattoos on their head. She's covered in tattoos, covered in piercings, covered in rings. Her hair that is there is braided, it's totally red. Her eyes are blackened. Uh, she's got the all-knowing eye of Lucifer right in the middle of her forehead and this reptilian thing. Uh, she's got like a, looks like a studded black dog collar around her neck. I mean, just, she looks so satanic and at the same time ridiculous. It's just like, I don't even know what to say. Taylor just saw it and she's like, What? <laughs> Uh, let us examine this horrific picture. Now you're going to have to, what I would recommend you do with this particular teaching in general is follow along with the PDF if you can do that while I'm talking because you can't obviously see. I don't I don't have a ton of pictures. I eliminated a lot of the pictures because I think we're going to get the point and we don't need to have so many. I mean I think the, the, the teaching itself, the information in and of itself, if you don't see any pictures, it's powerful enough to hopefully convince you that regarding the subject we're talking about. So, let us examine this horrific picture of this woman in some depth. For this tattooing and body piercing screams the satanic values behind the picture. A former Satanist, I believe this is from Cutting Edge, this article. CuttingEdge.org. A former Satanist told me that this face is a road map and is carefully and intricately created. So a lot of people times people look at somebody that maybe has a, a ton of tattoos on them and they think, well... They just did that randomly. Well, maybe they did, but people that are actually occultists generally will do things with very specific purposes in mind. They're being demonically guided, in other words. Notice the following elements. The all-seeing eye in the middle of the forehead resting within a reptilian-type body. No red flags there, you know. Uh, Each of the colors utilized of this all-seeing eye and the rest of her face has specific meaning within the practice of ritual occultism, each of its own type and power. The eyes, uh, to make the eyes appear dead, she has painted, and these are her literal eyes, she has painted uh, black completely around each eye. Now I don't know if the black is actually an actual tattoo, or whether she actually, I don't know, used some type of paint or something, I don't know. Black is the color of death, the abyss, and the damnable. Uh, She also has these things called bondage loops, Uh, There's a chain woven alongside her right cheek. This chain appears to have 13 links. Uh, The uh, chain is a bondage symbol and each link is a form of bondage loop. Now this is satanic stuff that uh, an occultist would clearly understand. Obviously your regular off the street Christian's not going to have a clue about this stuff. I wouldn't have really, but I mean, I would have known it's satanic, but I didn't know all the various meanings of things. The chain is a bondage symbol, and each link forms a bondage loop. This is a chain of spiritual slavery. Every time you see a chain, either a physical chain or a tattoo of a chain, you know the bondage. You know the bondage into spiritual slavery is depicted. The collar around her neck is also a bondage loop. Notice the circular piercings above her eyes, um, with the balls of these loops in the middle and along the bottom curvature of her chin. I cannot imagine how much pain would have been involved with getting all of these tattoos and all of these piercings on your face, which is like one of the most sensitive parts of your body, you know. I just can't even imagine. I, literally, what possesses a person, and it is, what does possess, it is It is demonic. Um, so, uh, let's see here, let's go further here. These are also called bondage loops, and are tied to specific demons to whom she must be loyal. In other words, these, uh, balls, the circular piercings above her eyes, and the balls in the middle, and along the bottom, curvature of her chin. These are bondage loops and tied to specific demons to whom she must be loyal. The braids in her hair, what's left of it, when you take a braid and loop it every time... Now, this, I don't believe this would apply to just any woman braiding her hair. I think that this is applying specifically in when it's used in a witchcraft ritual, obviously. okay. When you take a braid and loop it every time you lock a braid into place, a demon is set in place. This type of braiding is consistently done to keep demonic powers in place. The African culture makes much use of this braiding technique for this very purpose. Um, she's also, with the braids, there's also these little, um, balls and stuff within the braids. Uh, let's see here. Cursing pins are set on each side of the nose bridge. Notice how they stick out at angles like you would see in a voodoo doll. These are definitely cursing pins delivering this woman into more spiritual slavery to the demonic host. And then... Poppies are set into the braids, I guess those are the balls, and are representative of the drugs needed to fully open one's consciousness so a person can be open uh, spiritually. Uh, the third eye, represented by the all-seeing eye in the middle of her forehead. Uh, if this girl would have become disenchanted with Satanism, the demons would, with whom she has given permission by her piercings and tattoos to enter her so see, understand something, these piercings and these tattoos are providing open spiritual doorways for these demons to enter her and to possess and control her. It's just like if you take and you see these shows where, you know, somebody, they're in this house and they start to mess around with the Ouija board, and then all of a sudden the house is haunted. And they were having no more problems. Well, what have you just done? You've just communed with a demon. You've just opened that door. And now all, you know what is breaking loose within that particular house. May not even have been the house or the particular area of land that it was on. It uh, Many times I believe is purely a result of use of the Ouija board. I mean, people that are high-level occultists, from what I've heard, don't even mess with Ouija boards because they know what kind of problems... Those can create. So, going further, uh, if this girl were to become disenchanted with Satanism, the demons whom, whom she was given permission by her piercings and tattoos to enter her would immediately attack her to make her so miserable because of the demonic attack that she would return to her spiritual slavery. If she resolutely refused to return, apart from divine intervention, the demons would physically kill her. Now, I've heard that many, many times. People get so high up in the occult and they're so given over to Satan that, you know, if they even think about uh, going, let's say, away from what they're doing, these demons immediately attack them. They're literally um, possessing their body and can create white-hot pain, you know. And they can actually affect pain centers in the brain, and who knows how they, they work. And every, Now, I'm not saying the Lord Jesus Christ can't deliver someone from that, but just, just so you know, that can happen, though. Uh, police detectives know this type of murder, meaning if a demon uh, murders someone, essentially. Uh, they know this type of murder so well, they've assigned it a name, and it's called psychic murder. Well, it'd be like if a high-level occultist uh, put a curse on somebody, a death curse, and they die. Well, it's demonic. you know. So, that stuff does happen. And if you're not saved, you really don't have a lot of protection regarding that. Apart from the Lord Jesus Christ just intervening, regarding just being merciful, knowing that something's coming on an unsaved person. Not to say God can't still intervene. Or knowing that that person may be saved in the future. I mean, I know, before I got saved, there were probably multiple times I should have died. You know, from just stupid things I was doing. Um, that, you know, the Lord, it was, I've heard that referred to as prevenient grace. The grace that you receive before you're actually saved from the Lord. Because he has a purpose for you, these types of things, in his mercy. So... Anyway, uh, for the rest of the article, we shall focus on yet another characteristic of a sa- satanic society, body mutilations. The Bible for- forbids such mutilation of the body um, that God created. Listen, Leviticus uh, 19.28 is the tattooist and the tattoo bear's worst nightmare. Uh, the Lord plainly, clearly, strongly, and without a doubt condemns tattoos and body piercings. Leviticus 19.28 says, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh, for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. Now I've heard some of the people that would argue against that say, "Well, yeah, but what if you're not doing it for the dead? What if you're doing it for your Aunt Becky who died a, like last Sunday, you know, or or Mom, you know, those tattoos I yeah. see on the old sailors, Mother, Mom, or what, you know, uh, well." Um, I don't think from a scriptural standpoint that that will ever hold up. And I think once you also see the totality of the information we're going to present to you today, and this is going to be multiple parts, I hope I can get it done in four parts, um, that's not going to hold water at all. I mean, that's um, uh, something that we're going to unequivocally prove that we are not supposed to do this stuff. Um, on a lot of different levels. And that's just one Bible verse we're going to be looking at. There's also a lot of other Bible verses we're going to be seeing here. So, you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. Now these were things that the heathen were doing in the day and time back then, back when Leviticus was written. And God was saying, you know, learn not the way of the heathen, which he says that, I believe in Jeremiah, and that's very, very uh, eerily reminiscent of a Christmas tree when he's actually describing that particular thing. And we've done a whole teaching on Christmas that you can key in at contendingfortruth.com if you think Christian Christmas is pagan, or, uh, I'm sorry, it is pagan, but if you think it's Christian, you might want to uh, key in that verse, or key in Christmas or Xmas in the keyword search box at ContendingForTruth.com and uh, you will see it's anything but Christian. So, could Leviticus 19.28 be any more clear? It's simple, it's straightforward, it's settled. But for most people, or for a lot of so-called Christians, it's not. Furthermore, the word cuttings in Leviticus 19.28 is Strong's number 8296, which also means any incision. So, cuttings also means an incision. Thus, God is also forbidding the practice of certain body incisions or piercing, and for very good reasons, as you shall soon learn. So remember, we're just getting rolling here. I haven't even, we're like tip of the iceberg right now. So, you know, the Bible says, He that judgeth a matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. So don't judge the matter yet, because you haven't even heard a fraction of what we're actually going to be getting into. So when you see a society in which significant numbers of people are tattooing and piercing their body, you know that a country has moved its value system to the occult. For over 4,000 years, one of the most important visible differences between a godly society and a satanic society has been tattoos and body piercings. America today is moving strongly into this area. Before we get into any further, into showing graphic pictures of some of the body piercings and tattoos prevalent in today's society, let us review the importance of these practices to the hardcore Satanist. Let us begin with the inserts, So Beloved by Satanists, a practice called body piercing today, in epitomized by the woman in this picture that we just uh, were talking about inserts are just and you have to understand is this subject important to an occultist or a satanist or very 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 so i mean from that standpoint alone you'd have to be if as a christian you you you'd have to be thinking well if it's if they're really condoning it if they're recommending it then why would I want to do it? Just from a common sense standpoint, we're looking at that. So let's go further here. Inserts are just about anything that gets inserted under the skin or into the body that has a demon and sometimes physical poisons uh, connected with it. Prior to an insert being placed in the body, it has received an incantation or a spell that ritualistically attaches a demon to the insert.
1: Now, you have to understand, this
0: is the way this stuff all started out. This is the way it it just was when the heathen, or the pagans, were doing this stuff. This is what they did. They were guided by demons to do these things. It's just that now everything's more palatable because everybody's doing it and, and, you know, it's the in-vogue thing to do. But does that mean that Satan's agenda for this particular subject has ever changed? Obviously, no. So, Thus, when a person receives an insert, they have just received a demon into their body, through ritual, supernaturally attached to the insert. If the Antichrist used this type of insert, placing it in the right hand or the forehead forehead of the peoples of the world, he would have a most powerful tool by which to control all people from that moment on. Perhaps this is the major reason people will worship the Antichrist so completely, and resist the divine judgments designed to bring them to repentance. Suddenly, I more completely understand the Great Tribulation period a whole lot better. So, let that one soak in for a second. Because the mark of the beast is going to be in the right hand, or in the forehead. Now, the KJV, which is the Bible that you should be reading, and the only true one in the English-speaking language, is the only one that renders it in the right hand, or in the forehead. Okay? without which you will not be able to buy, sell, or trade, right? Okay, well, that's what the Bible says. So, most likely, and I've said this before, and I've done a couple different teachings on this, it's going to be, in. it's probably going to be a mark, the mark of the beast, 666, it's going to be some type of mark in the right hand or in the forehead, some identifying thing, so you can actually walk up to somebody and know they're Satan's servant, but it's also going to be in the hand, because... um, which implies some type of cursed insert, most likely microchip, which will be able to keep track of your banking records and your credit cards and all that stuff. It's going to be a combo deal. Um, that's what I think it's going to be. Now, granted, am I positive? Or Well, no, but I think I've gotten pretty close. Uh, I've done a whole teaching on this. And actually, I'm going to go ahead right now and pause this for a second. I'm going to put... The teaching I've done on this right here, it'll be on page three, so you'll be able to listen to that if you want to go into that subject a whole lot further. But you have to understand, this, whether it's a microchip or whatever type of technology it is, it is going to be cursed. There is going to be a big fat demon connected with it, which will, like these satanists, guide your thinking process. And this is going to be a big reason why the Bible says if you take the mark of the beast, that's it. You're done. Your your destiny is hell and the lake of fire for eternity. There is no turning back. There's no, oh, I, I made a mistake. You're going to be wholly given over at that point. I believe your thinking process is just going to be, you know, you're going to be on like demonic autopilot, essentially. And um, how that all plays out, I can't say 100% for sure. I think the Bible gives us a clear indication how what's going to happen in general, though. Okay, so what I just said, just took a quick break. A lot of times I'll, I'm in a teaching and then I'm like, oh, I should have put this <laughs> study I did in there that's pertinent to this particular part. So if you go through my old PDFs, I try to provide all those links for you. So it's like kind of like one-stop shopping. You can just click on it and you're right there. Or you can come back to it when the teaching's done and then you can explore that particular avenue further. Um, so uh, what I did on this one is there's three teachings I've done on the Mark of the Beast. The national ID in the Mark of the Beast, the real ID, the implantable microchip in the Mark of the Beast, and the hexagram in the Mark of the Beast. I think the most pertinent one for the study is the hexagram in the Mark of the Beast, if you just wanted to listen to one. And I highlighted that one, so you'd kind of see that. So, anyway, um, that'll give you some more information in that area. Now, going back to the article. It says, there are special types of inserts called push pins. they are tiny metal pins which are inserted under the skin in a special special. Ritual, demons are attached to the pins for various functions. They enter the person when the pin is inserted. They function as a sort of radar homing device, and also for the purposes of destruction. The demons associated with these pins—now this is a high-level occult, obviously, yes—but again, it doesn't exactly breed confidence for you doing the same thing to your body, getting piercings and things of this nature. The demons associated with the pins are supposed. Supposed to destroy the person if he or she ever leaves the craft, Uh, meaning witchcraft, the craft. In Seminar 1, which there's a link here for this Cutting Edge uh, article, as we described the effects and capabilities of the most modern human transponder, we stated that it would be both a passive transponder, and an active homing device that could keep precise track of the whereabouts of everyone in the world at any particular point in time. We speculated that since the kingdom of Antichrist is prophesied to be the most repressive and the most controlling in world history, such a homing device implanted under the skin of everyone on earth would make a lot of sense. Yet here, we see Satanists have been using such devices for years, powered by satanic witchcraft. So it's just going to take what Satan's already been doing on, let's say, a local scale, to the people that are truly his, like, let's say, Satanist, high-level occultists. And now we're going to branch out, and we're going to do this on a global scale. And when that's fully implemented, it will be known as the Mark of the Beast. And there will be a huge demonic component to the Mark of the Beast. And that's what's really good. And I also think there may be a even a technological component with the mark of the beast regarding thought patterns. Because they've already got things that, you know, I don't know what type of transponder it's going to be, but they've already got technology, neural interfaces, and things of that nature that can affect your thinking. And in essence, I really also believe this is going to meld into the whole subject of transhumanism. If you don't know what transhumanism is... Transhumanism, in the keyword search box on my homepage, I've talked about it many, many times, it's this whole uh, demonic movement by high-level New Agers, by high-level scientists, and this push toward human, essentially, godhood, you shall be as gods, remember, First lie of Satan in the Garden of Eden. Everybody wants to be as a god. In order to get us out of the age of Pisces into the age and the dawning of the age of Aquarius, which is where the new world order will and the one world government and the one world religious system and the in the system of Antichrist and the false prophet, that is what they're trying to get us ushered into. And many of the I don't know channelings prophecies. People that get abducted are told this: they have to, um, in order to achieve godhood, there are certain things that have to be done. And part of this is the whole concept of transhumanism, where they're actually going to implant certain things into you. Now, people that get abducted, they turn up with implants. That's that's what they do. I mean, people that have any kind of recall, they're on these they're on these ships, and they're getting implanted. They're getting things shoved up their nose. They're getting things, you know. Put in their skin, they're getting all kind of horrific testing done. Millions of them, three to four percent of the population. Can't say they're all crazy. And these are things that a lot of times will even show up on an X-ray or diagnostic imaging. This is also implants being done, and these aren't. This is this is a uh, totally satanic thing. And these people that have this done, they wonder, well, I can't no matter where I move, these supposed alien creatures always find me. Well they're like homing devices. They're tracking tools. This is what the mark of the beast will also be. It will be like a GPS tracker. And there and not only is there gonna be a huge demonic component, but there's actually gonna be a technological component that will be able to influence thought patterns, track you, possibly kill you if you get out of line, I would imagine. But the whole concept of transhumanism, in their words, is Bringing mankind to the point where they become what is referred to as post-human. Meaning, we've gone beyond being human. In order to attain godhood, we must become something that is not fully human. We're post-human. We're part man, or part woman, and part machine. Which is what this microchip will guaranteed do, to a certain extent. Now, again, there's all kind of technology out there right now where they're doing this, these neural interfaces and planning people with um, microchips and all kind of technology. And these people are, um, sometimes they do it under the guise of helping the person, oh, we're going to help them get their hearing back or their eyesight back or whatever, and all these technological advances. But ultimately, this is going to play a big part in the uh, coming New World Order, the coming system of Antichrist. So, this is what we're kind of talking about here. We're talking about implants uh, in this particular part of the study. So, let's go further here. So, we've seen Satanists using such devices for years, these homing devices, and they're powered by satanic witchcraft. Once a per- person has a push pin, The people in the craft always know where they are. Well, it's like a demonic homing device. And when they leave, the demons attached to the pin rise up to try to kill the person physically. So if they try to leave the craft, the witchcraft. Satanists are always on their guard against anyone coming out of the craft, especially by means of becoming born again through Jesus Christ. One occult researcher says the only way these inserts can be eliminated to cancel... The power they exert through demonic oppression is through prayer, application of oil, and lots of faith. Through this combination, the Lord Jesus Christ literally expels the inserts right out of the skin. Frequently causing it to rise through the skin where it can be removed by metal tweezers. That's pretty impressive. But the reality is, is in order to fully be delivered from one of these things, Jesus Christ is the only way that's going to happen. It's the only way. You know, so, going further, the method of inserts is usually, is used culturally in a lot of pagan countries around the world. In other countries, they use different things instead of metal. Sometimes pieces of rock, a small piece of wood, tooth, or a piece of human bone. If you look, I mean, you ever see, like, you know, they do these documentaries and they go to, like, some remote island in the South Pacific or in Africa or whatever, and they come upon these tribes and they're all tattooed out and all kind of piercings and, you know, they have a history of cannibalism or head hunting or whatever. I'm not making this stuff up in Papua New Guinea, those types of tribes. And it's funny, the more wicked the tribe is, usually the more heavily tattooed or pierced they are. It's no coincidence that that's the case. Because every time they're getting these piercings, they're inviting more and more demons. They're, they're opening more and more doorways. And they're being demonically guided to do this. I believe they think they're being either obedient to their supposed gods and or acquiring more power to be at a higher level in their particular genre of witchcraft, which is really essentially what this is. And again, this is what the world is going to be going back to. Witchcraft is going to be the backbone of the coming new world order, the coming... um one-world religious system that the Bible clearly predicts is going to be. Witchcraft is going to be the backbone. I don't care what flavor of religion you're talking about. It's going to be a melding of all religions, but witchcraft will be the power source. All the line signs and wonders and miracles that the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to be able to do, which will deceive the whole world, the Bible says. The, what is the source of that witchcraft? So, that's that subject pertains to what we're talking about very much. All right, let's go further here. Uh, So, if you look at other cultures around the world, you will find the use of inserts everywhere. For example, Hindu women in India frequently wear a particular gem or stone embedded in the skin in the center of the forehead. This is the position of the third eye, which is associated with the pineal gland. Um, The links, this links them with their god, and supposedly gives them special vision into the spirit world. And that's why they wear those those beads in the middle of their head. It's not just for ornamental purposes. Various African tribes are well known for pieces of bone inserted into their nose, ears, or lips. For many years, I'd struggled with the concept that when the Antichrist arises, the huge majority of people of the world shall follow him like lemmings follow each other over a cliff. You ever see that? the Lemmings, like every so many years, they just like literally commit mass suicide and they go over like that cliff in that particular place, or I don't know if it's multiple places, but well, that's what the world is going to be doing. They're going to be committing. What they're going to be doing is 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 even more crazy than what the Lemmings do. They're going to be committing spiritual suicide, uh, jumping over the cliff into ultimately hell in the lake of fire. And again, he's saying, that I, I found it. Impossible to understand how the huge majority of people of the world will follow the Antichrist like lemmings follow each other over a cliff. How can this be, especially in a technologically advanced country like the United States, Canada, Australia, or Europe? Now I can better understand this dilemma. If huge numbers of people in every continent in the world possess satanic inserts in their body, at the time of the appearance of Antichrist, they will be under the influence of at least one demon, if not more right off the bat. So you could see that this topic I'm talking about here today, this isn't just some trivial thing we're looking at. This isn't just, oh, well, you know, let's just kind of look at body modification, earrings and tattoos, just to have that little knowledge quiver in our, knowledge arrow in our quiver. This is really going to pertain to future events, particularly in the Bible, and this is one of the main technologies, satanic technologies, that are going to be in play, that allow the whole world to be deceived and also demon-possessed. This is a really important thing we're looking at here. So, going further, these demons uh, attached to these implants could exert a powerful force or influence over the thinking and emotions of persons in whom they cohabit. Thus, the demons inhabiting tens of millions of people worldwide will rise up to demand that the person follow the Antichrist. Or, more likely, the demons will cause that person to have tremendous feelings of love and devotion for the Antichrist, thus making their loyalty that much easier. Now, when Maitreya, and I've done many teachings on Maitreya, who may, I believe he's going to have some part in the end time uh, delusion, whether he may be the Antichrist, the false prophet, or... Somebody down the food chain there. It's the U- United Nations sponsored, who they call Lord Matre, who basically has said, I am the awaited Messiah to all the different major religions in the world. It's a United Nations sponsored website. He's got shareinternational.org. Puts out a monthly to bi monthly to tri monthly newsletter. Done so for years. Has a false prophet named Benjamin Krem that has been heralding the arrival of Maitreya. But he claims to be the fifth Buddha to the Buddhists, Krishna to the Hindus, the Messiah to the Jews, the, uh, the Christ to the Christians, and Imam Mahdi to the Muslims. All the major religions, five major religions of the world's awaited Messiahs. He says, I am the that all rolled up into one package. Now, who better to unite all the world religions than somebody that claims to be the awaited savior for all those religions. So in some way, shape, or form, I believe he's going to play a part, and I've done a lot of teachings on him. Just key Matreya, Maitreya, M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A, Maitreya in the keyword search box, at contendingfortruth.com, if you want to know more about that. Um, so, supposedly when he finally makes his big debut, when he makes his appearance called the Day of Declaration. And supposedly, at that time, we're probably going to have supposed mass UFO sightings all over the planet, and the ascended masters and these types of things are going to step forward to, quote, save humanity and to unite humanity. Unite. Now, this is a satanic unification. Uh, All under one banner underneath the false prophet and antichrist. When he makes his day of declaration, supposedly he's going to communicate with everyone telepathically in the world, worldwide, and they're going to hear him in their language, in their head, telepathically, and supposedly they're going to experience all this euphoria and feelings of love and you know happiness and, and peace and joy and all these things. Remember, Satan can come in. It's no marvel that if. Satan can come as an angel of light, that his ministers can come as ministers of righteousness. This is how Satan does typically come. He doesn't come with, you know, pointy horns, you know, a pitchfork and a a big red tail, typically. He's going to come as a deceiver. And this is how Maitreya says when he makes his big day of declaration, he's going to present himself. And supposedly, in various regions of the world, you're going to see big holographic essential projections now, they're, they're not going to admit they're holographic. They're going to say they're genuine. Of the different different awaited saviors over different geographical places of the world. Like, for, for instance, in India, you would probably see, you know, the Krishna in the sky. Over Middle East countries, you're probably going to see what they would term as the Imam Mahdi. You know, big, gigantic Holographic projection, which they absolutely have the the capability and the technology to do through Project Bluebeam. And just can't blue Bluebeam in the keyword search box at contendedfortruth.com if you don't know what that's about. Um, I just mod, I, There was one study I talked about that and I didn't have that keyword in there right. And I, I added that in recently so you can find that one. Uh, so the technology is all in place for this stuff to go down. And this is why this ministry exists, to so that you're not ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of you. Because I can tell you one thing, for the most part, the average modern-day corporate 501c3 church doesn't touch these types of subjects. Because they would be labeled, and they might lose their tax exemption, and they probably lose a whole bunch of people, and fear of man, and all those wonderful biblical reasons not to do things. Anyway, sorry. Uh... <clears throat> the Bible says, "The fear of man bringeth a snare." So, going for—I mean, I'm going to be touching on some subjects today that might lose me a whole bunch of listeners. Well, I'm sorry. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? As Galatians 4:16 says, most of the time, if you tell someone the truth, you will become their enemy. That's just the way it is. People email me all the time, and they're like, "I finally got." understand what's really going on, and your ministry and maybe other ministries helped me get to that point, but now I have no friends, and all my supposed Christian friends have abandoned me, and all my family has abandoned me. And I'm like, well, that's just the norm. Pretty much, I hate to say it, but it is. It seems to be pretty much the norm. Most people really don't want truth. Most people really want the strong delusion that God says he's going to send in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned, who received not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. and that particular time frame that they're in reference to right there is the time of the falling away of the church, the apostasy of the church, verse three, second uh, Thessalonians two verse three, and then it says, "And that wicked shall be revealed." So the falling away is already in full swing. The only thing that has to happen now is for the wicked, capital W in the King James Bible, meaning the Antichrist, to be revealed. Whom the Lord will consume with the spirit of his mouth and the brightness of his coming. Okay? So that's basically at the Battle of Armageddon, when Jesus comes back on a white horse. But that's that's at the end of the tribulation period. So um, this strong delusion, God, is it's being sent right now. And so, it's very important that you are embracing truth. That you're not operating out of total ignorance. And, oh, you know, ignorance is bliss, and this and that. Uh, That's not biblical. That mindset is not biblical. Uh, It may not be fun stuff to learn, or, or it may make you uncomfortable, but better to be prepared than to have all of this happen to you, and you to be totally taken unawares, and to be destroyed for lack of knowledge, which is what the Bible talks about in Hosea 4.6, in the most deceptive time the world's ever known, there's a high possibility of that happening. The Bible says in Matthew 24.24, regarding the end times, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Satan's minions, essentially, shall deceive the very elect. Uh, So, it's not a good time to be in the dark. But, most people are. That's why this ministry... And there's other ministries out there like this exist to try to educate people. So going further, um, anyway, the, when this happens, there's going to be a uh, tremendous feelings of love and devotion for any Christ, thus making their loyalty much easier. For a decade now, I've struggled with the realization that people who are New Age adherents, who have received their own guiding spirits, are demonically possessed. These guiding spirits are nothing more than demons. Even though the New Ager has no concept they are possessed, they are possessed and deceived. Since the New Age movement claims that more than 30 million Americans are practitioners, that's a lot, 30 million Americans are practitioners, that's a lot of satanic prayers going up, which is essentially just like witchcraft. Uh, The impact of a demonically possessed minority of the population at the time of the appearance of Antichrist is potentially huge. But now, I discover the truth about the matter is far larger. Since so many people can have these types of satanic inserts, one researcher describes the extent of this disaster called satanic inserts. Um, He says, I think it's no accident that the gay movement, you know, homosexual, bisexual, trans, whatever, has popularized, popularized earrings for men. What effect does the placement of such earrings have in a non-homosexual young man? If the person performing, isn't that weird that they're the ones that really popularize that? And supposedly, what is it, if you had one in your right ear, you were gay, and if it was in the left ear, you were straight or whatever, I don't know. That used to be the case. I don't know. Anymore, who knows. But uh, if the person performing the piercing of the ear... Or, so what effect does the placement of such earrings have in a non-homosexualized young man? I don't know. From a demonic standpoint, I really don't know. Now, we're going to specifically talk about earrings. We're going to look at every verse in the Bible where earrings are talked about. Just like I did about the whole study I just did a couple weeks ago on uh, the Gog-Magog war. Okay. All we did is look at what the Bible said. And you be the judge. We're going to look at every verse where earrings are mentioned in the Bible. And you tell me if you think it's a good thing. Because that's how you're supposed to determine truth. From the anvil of truth, the Bible, comparing Scripture with Scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept. So. If the person performing the piercing of the ear or the eyelids or any other part of the body is a Satanist, and there's a very high likelihood that's the case, because many, many, many people that work in these tattoo parlors and or are into this body art modification, I mean, it's a proven fact that many, many of them are Satanists or highly involved in the occult. If you were Satan, would you want some squeaky clean guy doing piercings in... in, um, Tattoos and all this stuff, or would you rather have somebody that was satanically possessed of the toenails doing your work for you so that he could bless the tattoo uh, needles or whatever they use in bless the ink and bless the inserts in whatever body modification that they're doing? You have to understand this is their religion and they take it very seriously. Somebody may go in there and think, "Oh, it's just a harmless little whatever piercing tattoo or whatever." Well, the person doing the, the uh, doing it may not feel the same way as you do. Uh, so, if uh, if it's a satanist, he could have previously blessed each insert, so that "quote blessed." <laughs> So that unbeknownst to the recipient, the demons are ritually attached to the insert, the young man or the woman could then be under the influence of the demon without even realizing it. Satan would love it all day long. he loves to operate in the darkness. he loves to op- see demons are invisible. so he doesn't want you knowing this information that I'm saying right now. He doesn't want anybody knowing it. Um, this is also the main danger of hypnosis. As the person performing the hypnosis has the entire mind of the recipient totally under his or her control, and can ensure that the recipient does not remember anything done or said while they were under the hypnotic spell. Hypnosis is really, really nasty stuff. When you talk about adopt a demon, you know, it's not biblical. It's, it's a cult. Uh, Thus, the popularity of hypnosis potentially offers Satan great opportunity to spread his influence among the population. There are at least seven different categories of inserts. we're just gonna I don't think we're going to cover them all but push pins, which we previously talked about, these things called curse pins, they're very similar to push pins but more specific in purpose. They are designed to hurt or kill an enemy. Prior to implementation they have been cursed specifically in a ritual. Push pins may be designed uh, only to influence or to deliver less than killing destruction. However, curse pins are designed to kill. Nail pins are basically the same as push pins. They are inserted into the bed of the fingernail. That's got to feel really good. I mean, I, where do I sign up on that? They, they're they inserted into the bed of the fingernails, like underneath your fingernails. It's really a non-sensitive area of the body. I mean, come on. And then also toenails, which would also be fun. Uh, most commonly, they're used in the fingernails. They have the same function as push pins. And then demonic IUDs. Are often placed in various procedures. Inner uterine devices, they're the ones that supposedly prevent you from getting pregnant. Demonic IEDs are often placed through various procedures. They may be made of metal, but they always have a demonic component. Now, listen to this. I have been told by more, now this is cutting edge, uh, I have been told by more than one high ranking Satanist who has turned to Jesus that the whole concept of an inner uterine device were devised by craft doctors, witchcraft doctors in the first place. An IUD does not prevent conception. It prevents implementation of the early fetus into the uterus. So in other words, it doesn't prevent the sperm reaching the egg. Life begins at conception. The Bible says in, in the word of God, it says, before I formed thee, I believe to Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. That means before God formed Jeremiah in the womb, he knew him and ordained him a prophet unto the nations. If you So in other words, life begins at conception. Now, if you put a device in your body, like an IUD, it prevents, what it does is it irritates the lining of the uterus so that the, the uh, fertilized egg, which essentially is a, is a very, very tiny human, cannot implant into the... So the egg, that the, basically the little baby, dies before it ever even has a chance to have, get going. That's how IUDs work. They don't prevent conception, it prevents the implementation of the early fetus in the uterus. And guess what? The pill... And a lot of other of those same uh, things work the exact same way. The pill or the patch are all potentially abortifactive. Meaning, if you've been on the pill or the patch or whatever, you, there's a very, very good chance that you've had several, who knows how many abortions in your uterus that you were not even aware of. Because they are potentially bortifactive. They irritate the lining of the uterus to the point where a fertilized egg cannot implant. Now, um, in essence, it causes an abortion. The craft doctors, the witchcraft doctors, considered these IUD-caused abortions or of the pill or the patch to be sacrifices to Satan. They don't care how it happens as long as it's happening. Satan doesn't care how he's killing little babies in the womb, as long as it's happening. To him, it's still a satanic sacrifice, which creates essentially innocent blood crying out from the land, which essentially would also curse the mother that it happened in. It's going to curse her uterus. It's going to curse her. I told this story before, but my mom ended up at the very, very end dying of uterine cancer. And when they went in there, they thought it was fibroids. And then when they went in there, I mean, they couldn't even cut through it. It was so, I believe, hard packed with malignancy. He just, he just closed her back up and said, you know, you're basically, you're basically done. I mean, it was so full of cancer. She had an IUD for years. And then was on other types of, I believe, uh, I'm not sure exactly what she was taking after the IUD was out. But she had an IUD for years. I wonder how many of my uh, potential brothers or sisters were destroyed in my mom's womb. Um, or through other methods of birth control. My mom was huge, huge plain Parenthood. It's a woman's right to choose. It's her body. Yeah, but the baby inside you, it's not your choice to destroy that. I mean, it's a baby. And when my mom would bring this up to me, particularly after Taylor was born, I'd shut her mouth every time real easy. Because I would say, you know what, Mom? Aren't you glad I didn't abort, have that attitude, and abort Taylor? How would that have made you feel, Mom? And that would just shut her mouth. Shut it right up. Because it's true. What if you had done that to me, Mom? I wouldn't be here. What if your mom had done that to you? You wouldn't even be here. You would have never had me. I would have never had Taylor. Aren't you glad that your parents didn't make that choice to abort you, Mom? I was the only child that ever made it out of my mom's womb. Alive. Who knows how many of my brothers or sisters were slaughtered in my mom's womb. And that's the very place she got And there was nothing I could do. I tried everything from a clinical nutritional standpoint for cancer. I threw everything at it but the kitchen sink. I had her on over 40 different supplements that had a previous history of helping cancer. Didn't phase it. It was like she had to reap what she sowed. Now, through that, she ended up getting saved. And if you want to hear about that, just key in, like, I don't know, mom or my mom's recent passing. I did one on my dad, too. Key that in in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. Now, God used that sickness to get her saved, and, and it is, but there was no escaping, she was going to die. I really believe you reap what you sow, and I'm not saying that because I'm judging my mom, I'm just saying it was her time, and you know, that cancer wasn't going to be stopped uh, no matter what I tried to do. To intervene in that from a nutritional standpoint. And there was other things that prevented that from happening as well. And if you hear that teaching, you'll understand what that's all about. But, you know, I'm just saying that to strike this point home. Um, IUDs, pills, patches do, um, they prevent implementation or potentially prevent the implementation of the early baby into the uterus. And S is causing an abortion. The craft doctors consider these IUD or whether it's the pill or the patch or the morning after pill. You know, they take that now. Oh, I think I got pregnant. I'll take the morning after pill. I'll kill the baby. Um, because I don't want to, you know, I want to kill the baby for my convenience sake. And so, these types of abortions, just like if you go to Planned Parenthood, they're no different in Satan's eyes. I don't think they're any different in God's eyes. They're, all considered sacrifices to Satan. And when God brings the most severe judgment on a nation, and you can check the Bible on this, it's always when there's two things going on. Child sacrifice. Now back then they did it a lot more openly. I believe they delivered the baby and they sacrificed it to either Molech, Chemish, whatever their stinking devil God they were wanting to gain favor with, mostly for financial rewards, which I, I can't even conceive that. But yeah, that's what they did. So those are, um, uh, back then it was more out in the open. Now it's done in the darkness of the womb through various contraception methods I mean, or through abortions or partial birth abortion or the morning after pill. I don't believe the IUDs are really used. I don't think they're used anymore. uh, but yeah, that's that's a huge deal. But if you look at God's most severe judgment, it's always when child sacrifice is going on and when the uh homosexual sodomites are pervasive in the land. There and what what does the Bible say about it? It says it defiles the land. The land, the innocent blood drenching the land from the, from the child sacrifices curses the land. And you've got 50 3 million abortions since Roe versus Wade, who knows how many more abortions, you could probably times that at least by 10, if not 20 or 30, I don't know, of all the abortions that went on through IUDs, through birth control, through the patch, through the morning after pills, that aren't registered as abortions, how many more abortions occurred from that because of modern day technology I can't even comprehend it. All that innocent blood crying out from the land and cursing the mothers and I really would believe the fathers to a certain extent as well because they were the ones that, let's say, sanctioned the murder. So, again, I'm not here to like bring condemnation on on people and, and put them on some massive guilt trip. I'm just stating pretty much the obvious here. Okay? Um... Going further, it says, uh, "Doc Marquis, former luminous Satanist, told me that Satanists consider all abortion as sacrifices to Satan." So while IUDs were initially very popular, they soon began causing severe problems that finally uh, their use virtually ceased. A major reason for the many problems caused by the demo- were caused by the demonic component of the device. You can. Claim it's just purely clinical, and oh, this is official doctor stuff. It's a cursed device. It's it's a it's a a murder machine in a, a woman's body, an IUD in particular. So there is a demonic component attached to it. One researcher had a few words of wisdom for a Christian woman who has used an ID. Uh, by saying, any, quote, any Christian woman who has an IUD should have it physically removed and close that doorway. Remember, all abortions are human sacrifices to Satan. If you have had an IUD, you should ask the Lord for forgiveness and cleansing and then command all demons that came out of you through the IUD and IUD-caused abortions to leave you at once in the name of Jesus. Now, I've done a whole teaching on the subject called contraception in the Bible. i give you a link to that teaching. Uh, in this teaching, and I'm just reading you the first line of the, of the table of contents. In this teaching, many will be shocked at the way many birth control methods actually work. From the pill to the patch to IUDs, all are potentially abortifactive according to the companies that make them. So I'm not making this stuff up. This is what the companies that make them openly admit to. Now you talk about being destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, you, you think that this subject may be of great importance importance to God, this is also a subject that's virtually never, ever, ever talked about in the modern day churches. So, you could have women calling themselves Christians, and men, and they're basically abortion after abortion after abortion occurring in the womb, and them thinking, well, we're in God's will, and we're doing God's work, and God's not, (laughs) Uh, you know, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lest Satan get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. This is one of his main devices that he uses that people have no clue about. So, I you know, I love you enough to tell you the truth. It's, it's much better to get a hold of this information now than to stand before God at the judgment seat of Christ as a Christian and then find out, you know... Don't, don't you think it'd be better to find out now than later? So, anyway. And then uh, I've also done other teachings relating to this subject. One of them is called Massacre of Innocence, the Occult Roots of Abortion. You'll, you'll, I'm going to take you all the way back and you're going to find out this is totally witchcraft. The highest forms of witchcraft, and many of the people that own the abortion clinics, uh, are, are flat out self-admitted witches. And they view all the sacrifices going on in their particular clinic, either to whatever deity, uh, fallen angelic deity they worship, whether it be Artemis, Lilith, Chemosh, Moloch, Marduk, whatever. It's all a stinking fallen angel that these sacrifices are taking place to, and they're getting rich off the abortions, and they're also viewing this as sacrifices to their gods, whereby which they will gain favor with their gods. It's sickening, but that's how they view it. And then I also give you all the teachings I've done on witchcraft. Witchcraft, the emerging one-world religion, the deceptive allure of witchcraft, new age and near-death experiences. That's a If you want to know about near-death experiences, all that garbage. Um, I mean the ones that are new age ones. Um, witchcraft practices biblically exposed and defined and biblically exposed and fighting new age witchcraft. They give you a whole bunch of different teachings there if you want to know more about that. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here because we're out of time for this one. And we'll go to part two next. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com That's dot hcom Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson. Second line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202. Third line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.